When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. I got a very interesting episode for you today talking about OCD. Are you somewhere on the spectrum? And if you are, what effect does it have on your trading? Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I got a very interesting episode for you today. We're going to talk about OCD and trading. And um, this is one of the reasons I like doing this podcast. It is, it's a little bit different than most of the podcasts you hear out there where people are just interviewing successful traders and whatnot. And I, I do think that is very valuable. But this is more of like a journal for me where not only do I get to explore or thoughts that come into my head. Not only do I get to keep you guys updated on the journey in which I'm pursuing and how I'm evolving as a trader, but I get to uh, really address questions that come from different traders and different entrepreneurs on various subjects, many of which I probably never would have thought of. And today's question is one of those. And a trader hit me on Twitter this morning. He said, hey, it's unrelated to, he was responding to one of those quick tip videos I, I put out, one of the, the thousands of those things that flash across your, your Twitter feed every day. Um, but he said, unrelated, um, but what do you think about people with OCD issues being good at trading? Seems to me like there might be a positive correlation. Um, and he said he's, I think he's two years into trading and investing. He was just curious on my opinion. Later on in the conversation, um, I found out that um, I guess he's self-diagnosed himself with OCD. Uh, he's not sure on what level, probably mid to high probability, but um, he doesn't know too much. He's gotten used to it. And it is uh, th that's going to come into the answer a little bit. But just to give you guys some background. So before I got into trading, you guys know my story, right? I, I, I got into investing. I did pretty well in investing. Um, I ended up going to penny stocks in the Forex market because I was overconfident and thought I could make a lot of money um, with less money in a quicker amount of time. Um, before I took the Forex journey seriously, right, while I was still investing, I was working three jobs, right? One of those jobs was in mental and behavioral health, where the specific cases that I worked with had to do with autism and, and, and uh, specifically children or young adults and children that were on the spectrum. Um, but during that time and just my education, I did learn a little bit about OCD. And I think this is the most important thing to understand whether we're talking about autism whether we're talking about ocd and this is why i think this this subject could be valuable to everyone even if you're not diagnosed or self-diagnosed is that all of us fall within a scale right imagine these things being like a scale where you can be a high um, point, let's say price point, like a chart, right? You could be a high level on the scale, which is, you know, more serious. You could be a low level, which is minor. You can be anywhere in between. 
And I think as and I wouldn't have known this unless I worked in that that behavioral health industry, because as I was learning about symptoms, actions, I want to call them, um, um, as we were learning about different actions and, and, and tendencies that we may face in our job, I, I started looking at my own life and saying, hmm, I do that. Wait a minute. I did that. And I was very tempted. I never did because I was a little bit scared to find out the answer. But I wanted to call my dad and be like, hey, was I ever diagnosed with anything when I was little? But you know, that's one of those things that, you know, I, I, you know, a little bit, I don't know why I'm fearful to hear the answer. It wouldn't make a difference now that I, you know, speaking to you now, I think back then I would be a little bit afraid to judge myself because, you know, I I wasn't as educated. I wasn't as grown. There are some, you know, there are stigmatisms and, and, um, you know, stereotypes that go along with, with those type of, um, you know, those type of classifications or or those type of diagnosis and, and whatnot. But, I do think it's important to understand that we all are are on the scale somewhere. So even if these tendencies aren't extreme in your case, you probably have some of them. And it's going to be important to hear what effect they can have on trading. So when we talk about OCD, right, there's typically, if I remember correctly, it's been a while. I think there's like four different types. There's like a four different stages. And these aren't classically or technically classified, but they're kind of kind of known when you when you categorize them one is um like cleaning and contamination where it's like you know people are are, you know worried about germs or worried about getting sick or feeling like dirty and 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 unclean and and stuff like that any anything kind of that you think will contaminate you where you have to wash your hands a certain amount of time wash your hands at a certain time of the day take this many baths during a day cleaning rituals stuff like that right scrubbing surfaces over and over again Uh, another one is symmetry and ordering so this is like things need to be aligned the right way if you've ever seen um, one of my videos on youtube right and if if you're someone that has ocd the bookshelf behind you probably bothers you because it's not even the books are kind of staggered some are sticking out some are sideways some are backwards upside down right so symmetry and ordering right stuff being organized the right way needs for even symmetry in your actions like if i were to um, scratch my right shoulder. I got to scratch my left shoulder as as well. Something like that to, to keep things um, even, right? To put things in a sense where it just kind of feels right. Those type of, of rituals, right? Organization, let's put it that way. Another one is where we get a little bit more serious is, is uh, I think they called it forbidden thoughts or, 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 or dark thoughts. Um, and these can be just kind of different thoughts that you have. Some of them can be violent. Some of them can be sexual. Um, could be guilt, shame, um, kind of distress, like questioning yourself about you know what you are, what your desires are, kind of that that unknown um, questioning your actions as well, and, and it can go deeper into like harming yourself and, and and stuff like that, like compulsions to where it's like, hey, if I had a weapon, I can use it on myself this way or use it on someone that way. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to take action on these thoughts, but you're kind of in a sense fantasizing about them. I don't know if that's the right word to use. You got to be very careful with this type of stuff. And, and again, you know, just this disclaimer, I'm not an expert at all. Just kind of going off what I was taught at the time and what stuck with me. But I remember that this is when we got into the serious side where if you kind of discover that type of stuff, we had to take more of the aggressive tactics to kind of um, just keep an eye on, on the different people that we worked with. Um, and the other one is hoarding. Um, hoarding is like, you know, you know what hoarding is, right? Keeping everything. You're afraid to throw stuff away because you, you'll, 
you 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 feel like you may need it at a future point or you know um, in a way like even throwing something away can can harm you or, or harm someone else you need to collect a certain number of stuff to you know again create symmetry or, or um, you know even just like contamination and this one goes back into the hoarding where like you don't want to throw something away because you don't want to touch it because if you touch it you'll you'll be contaminated or just feeling incomplete and I want you to think about these four levels again, uh, cleaning and contamination, uh, symmetry and, and ordering, um, forbidden dark thoughts and hoarding. And I want you to question yourself and ask yourself, you know, do any of the things that I just ran down, do they sound familiar? I know just thinking about it right now, a lot of them sound familiar to me, not on an extreme level, but a lot of the things that I named and I was able to remember these because they are personal experiences for me. Now, the question is, how does this relate to our trading? And there could be positive and negatives. And earlier this morning when I first addressed the question, I just thought of the positive. I didn't really have time to think about it. I was getting ready for, for day four of our Bridging the Gap workshop. Um, and the first positive that came to mind is rituals. I think that's the, when we talk about OCD, that's the thing that first pops up is like, you know, people that with OCD, they have rituals. They have to, you know, again, they have to scratch the left knee and touch the right knee. They got to clean this five times. They got to wash their hands for exactly 30 seconds, right? And we always talk about the importance of rituals in trading, right? Um, consistent analysis plus consistent execution equals consistent approach. And one of the things about being a professional trader is that you are your own boss. You need to have a, a consistent ritual. And that ritual ritual can be, you know, from the technical side of always looking at the same portfolio or always looking for the same cues in the market, always looking for the same setups, always looking at the same time frames, right? You have a set of time frames. So for example, I always go daily four hour 60, daily four hour 60, daily four hour 60. I, I never deviate. And for you guys that are in the live room, if you know one of you guys says, hey, Akil, um, I got a setup on the 60 minute chart. Can you look at it? And I pop straight to the 60. I often feel uncomfortable if I haven't looked at the daily and the four hour before it. So I do think that could be a very positive thing. Stuff like waking up at the same time, stuff like doing your analysis at the same time, doing your review at the same time, needing to journal your trades to, you know, right after they complete or needing to journal your trades at a certain time, end of the week, or you're feeling incomplete. Those could be very positive for trading because again, that's those are things that most people don't do. Those are things that most people, you know, forget about and that's what causes them to really fail at trading kind of the the unsexy part of trading the stuff that you have to do but you really don't want to do right so that could be a benefit um but i think there are gonna be more negatives and again and when i say negatives i don't mean that you know if you have ocd if you're self felt self-diagnosed or you've been diagnosed again it doesn't mean that you can't be a trader because again there are levels to this right we're all going to fall in different parts of the scale you know it doesn't mean that you know you're a you're, you're you're highly diagnosed it could be you could just have kind of minor or, or, or mild symptoms um but i think just in my experience of working with trading some of these can be negative as well. So one is going to be like, you know, one that stood out for me is the feeling of incompleteness, right? And I, I look at that as kind of being the hunt for perfection, meaning that you're a perfectionist, you know, task completion, things aren't done until 
they are perfect. And again, this is good for journaling and, 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 and reviewing trades and, and all that fun stuff. But one of the biggest things in, in trading and one of the hardest concepts to get in general with trading is the fact that the markets are imperfect. They are perfectly imperfect, meaning that there is no strategy, there is no system that is going to work 100% of the time, right? We always talk about shifting the mindset from um, being outcome driven to process driven, right? Process over outcome um, under, you know, grading yourself basically on, on doing things the right way versus the outcome, because there are many times where you can do everything exactly right in the market. It is a great A setup. You enter at the perfect point. Your risk reward is great. Everything is aligned and then it loses. Um, and that can be tough to deal with. I find those situations tough to deal with because you get all emotional. It's like, oh yeah, this is the this is the perfect trade, and then right throws up in your face. Now imagine someone with OCD who has this high need to hunt perfection, right? And what you see is you see what you would classify as the perfect trade, although it doesn't have the perfect outcome. Now all of a sudden, I would assume that you're more likely to system hop because you know. If it's perfect, but it doesn't give you the outcome, then it's imperfect. And I'm, I am in the hunt for something perfect, so I need to find something else. And you get into that game of hopping from one thing to another on that hunt for perfection, not understanding or not accepting that whatever you trade, however you trade, it's never going to be perfect. There are going to be periods of drawdowns. Um, you could do everything right, and it's just out of your control. And that's another thing as well. Stuff being out of your control is something that can be very bothersome. Um, so I think that can be a major issue and it's an issue that faces people that don't have OCD. Um, it can probably be more of an issue if that's something that is very, um, important to you. Um, I would say another thing that just, just kind of pops out to me is maybe on, on the topic of system hopping is, is trading too much too many systems. I guess this would kind of fall under the hoarding thing where your your portfolio is too large. You have to trade everything, right? You you have to look at every single market. You there, there it's an issue if there is action and you can't be a part of it. Um, the feeling of missing out, right? FOMO, fear of missing out, whether it's a specific trading opportunity, whether it's just like, hey, a buddy of yours is trading the Canada Swiss, you don't trade it, they're making money, and now all of a sudden you feel like, hey, I have to add this, I have to add everything in order to catch every single opportunity. And that could be something um, as well. Um, watching your charts too much, right? Getting that compulsion to, to check all the time, um, to, you know, we, we talk about when you're involved in a trade, Right, there's nothing you can do aside from if you have an active, uh, you know, trade management setup. You know, aside from that, you set it and forget it. You just you wait until the outcome. And one of the the, the most common things that causes psychological mistakes, right? Moving stops back or taking targets early is watching your trade. Right, if you sit there and watch your trade, it's only a matter of time before you bring harm to it. Well. If you're someone that has to kind of check and recheck and double check and triple check while the trade's going on, you're going to be very involved in looking at that trade while that trade is in pro um, progress and or process. You're going to in progress is right. What I'm saying it's, it's late at night. I'm getting my words mixed up while that trade is in progress um, and, and you're going to be more likely to commit an emotional mistake just by the pure fact that you're you're spending so much time checking and rechecking and double checking the markets. Um, 
So those are a few. Um, I, I'm sure I, I left a lot out, but again, I thought it was a very interesting topic. And, and feel free, you guys can chime in. Maybe if there's someone out there that that is self-diagnosed with OCD, and, and you can speak firsthand on, you know, kind of the pros and cons that you've seen and, and how it's affected you. But I think the biggest takeaway from from this podcast is not to say that hey, kill this is pointless because I don't have OCD. I'm not doing kind of the the glorified stuff, if we can say it, like the stuff we always see on TV where I'm, I'm rubbing the, 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 the stove counter in a circle six times and I do the other one seven times, right? Because it has to, that's the way it has to be. Understand that we all fall somewhere on here. And I think it's a very important practice to kind of go through. You can Google search OCD symptoms or something like that and, and, and figure out, you know, what symptoms or, or, or what, I mean, you like to call them symptoms, but um I guess what symptoms do you have? Because at the end of the day, right, it's better to know more about yourself. Trading is something that it teaches you a lot about yourself very quickly. The more you know about yourself, the more you can set up defense mechanisms to stop yourself from falling into those traps. But if you don't notice about yourself, especially if you're a newer trader and you don't, you can't put that protection in that's going to stop you from falling into one of those traps, it's only a matter of time, right? And as you're walking on that journey, as you're walking on that journey, boom, you're going to get caught up. And I don't know about you, when you're dealing with live money, um, well, you don't want to be surprised. guys enjoyed the podcast i mentioned that this topic came from a, a trader who uh hit me up on twitter feel free to follow me on social media at akil stokes rtm i'm on twitter instagram and facebook linkedin as well not on whatsapp not on snapchat not on what's the other one that people scan people on not on telegram so if someone contacts you on that or on the regular social media sites and asks for money or any of that stuff it's not me report immediately and let me know but feel free to reach out, shoot me a DM. I don't bite. I love to answer questions and make sure you give me a follow on all those platforms.